Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to The Untamed Life. It's Christine Jewell, and today I'm picking up off last week's episode on the seven blocks to the flow of abundance. Um, I was tuning into that episode, and I feel like that could have been seven episodes in and of itself. I could have done an entire episode on each one of those things, and there was so much more I wanted to share around that. Um, This is something that's really you know, strong on my heart right now, this conversation around prosperity, around flow, around increase, around living in this space where things are just harmonious and locking into place with way less stress, with way less striving, with way less peaks and valleys and contractions. And so I thought about doing an episode on like, okay, (laughs) so we did the seven blocks to abundance, which could be like 27. And again, it could be an entire book. How about I do the seven things that increase abundance, right? But you can go back to last week's episode and reverse engineer it. And maybe I will do something expansive on this. I will definitely be doing a masterclass on this. So keep your eyes out for the masterclass overflow coming up very soon. But what I wanted to do as I was tuning into this is like, really, I started to think about what is the one thing? What is the one thing if I (laughs) would just pick one? that was like the domino that really sets things back in motion for me, right? The one thing that I can focus on, that I do focus on, that has generated the most momentum, the most shift from that world of lack and scarcity and contraction into a place of alignment and, you know, flow state. Like, what is that one thing? And I want to say that, you know, this is, everything that I talk about here is, through life experience, my own life experience, and also through the experience and the wisdom of my clients that are living this stuff out. So this is not just theory. <clears throat> this is like case studies, life experiences, hands-on, you know, real-time reflection. And as I tune into these things, so I want to reiterate that, you know, if you just implement the one thing <laughs> from each podcast that you pick up, your life will look radically different in a few months, certainly a year from now. So before I jump into that one thing that has really moved me into this place of truly living from a place of abundance rather than from a place of scarcity and contraction, I want to say that this is not just all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and like, again, this sort of theoretical, idealistic ideas that you see out there like this is very practical tactical real life stuff and because when you know when we're talking about being an overflow being in abundance that does not mean that things don't happen there's not roadblocks right like i want to start by explaining a little bit about my week last week so there are still things that show up there's still storms that happen i mean storms happen in any natural 
system, any ecosystem has, you know, things that are coming up that are still adding to the collective, right? Like you don't just eliminate it and live in this la-la land where everything is just golden and perfect and there's never any resistance. But what changes is that you don't contract and get derailed and stop being inspired and stop creating and then get depressed. What changes is that you are able to hold a state or get back to a state, a higher state, where you stay open to allowing God to move in your life, to allowing God to bring things into your life, doors to open, opportunities to line up, right? To be surprised, you allow yourself to remain in a state that where creativity can flow and inspiration. You can tap into inspiration, right? Rather than hunkering down, closing off, and then just going into fix it, react mode, and thinking like, I just get got to get through this. I got to put out this fire. And then once this is over, then I'll get back to my creative high vibe self or whatever you call it. And then that pattern puts you into these peaks and valleys of like super highs where everything is like crushing and you're closing deals and projects are aligning and your husband loves you or your wife loves you and right. Your kids love you and everything seems to be sinking. And then the next day it's like crash and burn. Nothing is working. Right. And you're in a total contraction. So when I move out of this space of like peaks and valleys and super high highs and super low lows and into a more fluid flow, right, state and move out of this place of massive expansion and then coupled with massive contractions. Now, contractions are always part of the growth process. They're part of the birthing process. But what we want to avoid is it's like contracting to the point that we close up, right? Because when we block the flow of abundance, it's literally like sometimes it can feel like a roadblock, but usually it feels like like the window has closed, the portal has closed, and that contraction got us completely cut off from God moving in our life, right? And you might be in a season where you're like, God, where are you? Like, what is going on? I've lost my mojo. I lost my flow. I lost, and you're just putting out fires and you're just reacting. Or maybe you're kind of in the space where you're like, oh, I'm kind of living it part-time. Like, it's pretty good. I just don't know how to hold this state. So I want to, I am going to share the one thing here real quick. And I also just want to preface this by, by sharing a little bit about my week last week leading up to today, whereas you know, today I was sitting in the in the Scandinavian spa up at Blue Mountain. I was just drove up there by myself. There was an opening. I love the hot cold therapy, and I came off a really full week, right? I came off a really full week, and there was a lot of output last week. There's a lot of creative energy going down, and there's a lot of holding space. And so today, I I just went up there and I brought my journals, and I thought I was going to write, and I thought I was going to create, and really, I just dropped into just being there. I was like, I'm just going to marinate here and absorb and relax and literally do nothing but immerse myself and allow myself to be nourished, to be fed, right? To be rested. And this is part of the process I'm going to talk about in a minute, but it came that today as I was tuning into this, like, what is the one thing I do? I was like, yeah, I'm doing it now. You know, And that's why I wanted to talk about on this podcast, because this previous week, there was a lot of 
output. There was a lot of podcast interviews. There was a lot of creating content for the, the current initiation that's running. You know, that new, new modules are opening up. There was client facing time. There was a VIP day on Saturday with a couple. It was amazing in this beautiful location. So I had this entire eight to nine hour day that I was prepping for with this beautiful couple on how to move out of contraction into flow, into more of abundance, less lack, right? Less of that scarcity into like really dreaming together. So all of this was happening. And at the same time, there were storms, right? My, my little girl, Lily, my puppy, my golden retriever, she's 10, right in the middle of all this, right? There's all these moving parts. I'm preparing, I'm creating content, I've got deadlines. Lily decides to go rip open a garbage bag outside somewhere and ate a piece of moldy bread, which resulted in seizures and tremors. And within 20 minutes, I was rushing her to the vet. And she ended up going in the hospital. Um, and it was several thousands of dollars later, 24 to 48 hours later, a lot of scares, right? A lot of unknowns. And in the middle of all that, I'm also in this massive creation mode. <laughs> and production mode and surveying mode. And, you know, I'm holding space for all the things. And the reason why I wanted to share that is that, you know, it does not, living in overflow, living in abundance does not mean that things don't happen. It means that when you're in this place, it does not derail you completely. My old self, if that would have happened, I probably would have canceled all the calls. I would have been distraught, worried, anxious, like fretting about it, really fretting about things that were out of my control that I couldn't do anything about. I would have been living in the future. What if, what if, what if? I would have been distracted, not able to really show up for my clients properly. And instead, I'll tell you that I was able to be there for every client conversation that day fully present, I was able to, I don't want to say compartmentalize, I guess is the right word, to be able to put things in their buckets and be all in. When I was there with the vet, I was all in at the vet, right? I was there and when I left, I handed Lily off and I knew that she was in good hands and I dropped into the place of my clients and when I dropped into the interviews, I was fully present for those back-to-back -back interviews and then I was preparing for this this immersion day, which was again, a, a day of total abundance and total overflow and tapping into dreaming together and clearing things. And, and so even though there was thousands of dollars that were going out one end, my nervous system was not like, Oh great. This is like, now you know, I'm getting ahead here and I'll like, this is causing me to lose again. Right. And this is, I think that this yo-yo place where a lot of us end up in is like, we feel like we're taking 10 steps forward. Again, it doesn't have to be a couple thousand dollars with the dog. It could feel like an employee leaving and then you're having to invest in a headhunter. It could feel like you lost a huge client campaign or a, a partnership and all of a sudden you're, you feel like you're, you're totally out. It could be any kind of loss where you just like, you totally contract and you can't bounce back. You don't have that resilience, right? So how do we move into the place where there is truly more flow open in our life and there's lots of these peaks and valleys and lots of these expansions and massive contractions that completely shut us off and how do we stay in the place of flow and uh, I want to say the one thing the one thing there are many again you can go back to last week's podcast and reverse engineer but I would say as I was tuning into that the one thing that has created the most shift in my life that opens the doors the fastest 
is truly super simple and you can start today with the most simplest things. And that is to get into alignment, to get into integrity. Alignment is like, and again, it's just alignment is flow. Like when you're in alignment, things just move right, right? If you think about how the body works, right? If you're, if, if you're moving in the right direction and you're, you're in alignment in your spine, in your hips, your, your upper body, the running is smooth. It's effortless. When something happens, your hips get twisted. You tweak your low back. You've got a knee injury going on. It interrupts your gait. It disrupts the whole pattern, right? No different than the wheels on a car being out of alignment. There's so much friction. Things get rubbed down. It destroys parts. Like eventually things start to break. So the, when I'm talking about this concept of alignment, it's really as simple as this. It's like, what brings me the most life right now? What adds the most life? What feels most congruent? What feels most natural, not most necessary. What is the most natural way for me to do this or the most aligned, congruent, right? Congruent meaning congruent to my values, congruent to what matters most, congruent to what, what really lights my soul up on fire. There's a lot of different questions that you can ask yourself, but really everything changed in my life the minute, truly the minute I stopped doubting doubting myself, doubting like deep, 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 like my gut, my spirit, my soul, like at, at that deep level, there would be this part of me that was like, oh, you know, I just, I just want to do that. And then my head would get in the way and be like, no, but you can't because you know, you don't have the money or you don't have this, or you're going to run out of time. And the list of excuses would, would fall. And I would listen to all of those excuses. I would become hijacked with excuses. And I posted this today, I wanna to say it here, that excuses are simply the enemies whispering, trying to keep you from God's promises, from God's blessing. When you hear those excuses tuning into your head, those thoughts, they're not your own thoughts. They're in the collective, right? They're like darts that are coming at you, questioning, doubting, trying to separate you from yourself, from God, from like that deep, deep desire, your deep gifts separating you. That's the enemy's whispers trying to keep you from God's blessings. And to me, God's promises, God's blessings are the place of overflow, right? When we're moving into alignment, when we're walking in step with our soul and God's spirit, there's an ease about it, right? It doesn't mean it's easy, but there is a deep peace that you can't explain. And this can be something as simple as like, you know, asking yourself some simple questions like, okay, right now, like what, what would light my soul up right now? Like what would be the most, you know, life-giving way for me to do this? Or what is my deep, deep, deep in my soul? Like what is my soul desire? What is my soul need? Like which way would I go if there was no excuses? Which way would I move? What is the one thing I would do right now if I knew I was fully supported and I was, you know, in the right, like if I just knew I was fully supported, like what is the, the most natural way for me, right? That is congruent to my values. And again, it's about you asking yourself better questions instead of saying like, okay, well, how am I going to make this happen? Or what do I need to do? Or how are we going to get the resources? It's like, what, what would really be amazing right now? 
what puts me in a state where I feel more like myself, right? We're doing a lot of things because we think it's going to get us an end result or an outcome, but we're trying to do it in a way that makes us feel really unnatural, that disconnects us from ourselves because we're so tapped in to the external, someone else's way, someone else telling us how it should go. It's someone else's process, right? A process that was handed down, you know, to you from corporate or from somewhere else and here you are you're trying to force this process along and it's so unnatural it's so disconnected and so life-sucking to you and when we're in those places we just you contract right and you can feel as if the life is getting sucked out of you wherever there is more congruency wherever there is more alignment there is more life there is more flow right there's more ease and this could be literally anything from parenting when we get in our head and we're like starting to get anxious and we're starting to get, you know, feel like we're getting eaten alive, we're worrying about our kids, we're worrying about who they're dating, we're worrying about what's going to happen, we're worrying and we're in the cycle of worry. Fear is a terrible counselor. Fear always blocks the flow of the blessings and fear will always direct you in the wrong direction unless it's a fear of God, which is like, I want to be in the blessings. I know how good it is over there that I'm afraid to not be walking in the flow. And that's where I'm at right now. And that's what I really believe it means to to be fearing God is not that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of this entity that's all hell and fire. It's like, no, I'm afraid of not being in that flow of blessings because I know how good it is. I know how abundant it is. I know how creative the ideas come, how how the creative solutions come. You know, the the solutions that I was beating my head against the wall, they just come easy when you're back in the flow. And the reason why I say that this is the thing that has opened the most doors for me is that usually the thing that's in most in alignment, again, does not always make logical sense. I was thinking today as I was sitting there in the, one of the relaxation rooms, I was like journaling about some things and I'm like, you know, when have I had the most income flow into my life? Like literally the most clients or the, you know, just the most flow, financial flow. And you know, it was interesting. It was always when I was in some sort of remote location, traveling, like in a, in a location that made me feel super alive. And I was excited every single time, almost every single time I was playing, I was in travel. I was somewhere completely different. And I was super clear on what I wanted to do, what type of work I wanted to do and who I wanted to, to work with. And I was just like in this level of clarity and I'm like, yeah, I, it gets to be that, you know, and I was just in this place of certainty and such clarity because I was so connected to myself and so connected to the spirit and I was in a state of play. But all of those things was about me honoring full alignment. Like who, like who are the people that really I'm being called right now? Like my soul is excited to support and what type of work is my soul really excited about embarking on? Like, where do I feel God calling me? Okay. And then, you know, dropping into like, what, what do I need right now in this moment in time? And I, I'm telling you this because at those times, you know, thinking back to being in Sedona or being in Colorado or most recently being in Costa Rica, where a lot of these things started to open up for me, there was a big season of production and then I was starting to get tired and exhausted and there was a decision that I made to take a break, to go skiing, to go down the Costa Rica, to go out west, whatever. And there was also this friction in my mind that's like, no, now's not the right time. You need to stay home because there's work to do and da 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 da. And there was other projects piled up, but like I was in 
the tension just for a moment and then I chose to listen and go, you know what? I need the spaciousness. Right now, I can feel myself getting heavy, getting serious. I could feel that contraction starting to happen. I need to move into the space of lightness, of play, of adventure. And again, that doesn't mean that that's the right answer for you. That was the right answer for me in these moments. It was about listening, getting in alignment to what, at a soul level, what I felt the whisper of the spirit kind of guiding me to and what I knew would make me feel lighter literally lighter in my body and my heart that would excite me and inspire me again and that would move me into the place of yes deep relaxation so that I could open up again alignment means just in the right place at the right time and you don't do this in your head this is something you experience this is something you feel in your body you feel it in your soul you feel it in your spirit you feel it in your heart and if you've been up in your head for a really long time might feel a little bit unnatural, <laughs> awkward in the beginning, because there'll be a lot of noise coming from your head, trying to talk you out of it, explaining why it's a bad idea, trying to analyze your decision. And this is the journey of trust, right? And in the beginning, it was not easy. There was a lot of wrestling with the second guessing and really like terrified to follow the lead of my heart, of my soul. And honor the things that I valued most. And that could be something so simple as, you know, you probably know by now, like a couple of my top values, not only them, but several of mine are definitely vitality, like health and vitality, adventure, right? Especially with the people that I love and my faith, those are some of my top values. And whenever I'm in the space of those things, adventure, deep faith, right? Connected relationships. And there's vitality involved. I'm using my body. I'm moving. Things just start to like unlock. That is when all of my creative ideas for programs roll out. It's like I'm on a run and I'm praying and then I maybe like send a text to my husband or I get to talk to him for a minute. It's never sitting at a desk. Rarely. I don't even think ever have I gotten a ping. It's usually been doing a workout, being on a spin bike, being on a mountain, skiing down a hill, you know. And so now that becomes the strategy, right? Where before those things were things that you got to do once the work was done or they were the reward for the work. Now they're the preparation, right? They're where the work happens is on the run in the sauna today. You know, it's in the moments and the pockets of following, listening to the lead of like, okay, what does my, my soul, my body really crave and need? And even though it may not make sense, if I follow that, it starts to open the flow of things, being in alignment, being in integrity, wholeness, right? You know if you're out of alignment, out of integrity, because you feel disconnected, dis discombobulated, is that a word? Um, but being out of integrity, out of wholeness, integrity comes from the word integral uh, or integer, which means whole, right? I've talked about that many times before. When we are doing work or engaging in conversations or saying yes to projects or whatever it is that make us feel even more disconnected, even more like our values are being challenged or compromised in any way, that is exactly what causes the block, like the walls to form, the dam to come down and everything contracts, right? So again, you know, some of us talk about being in God's will and I want to do God's will and we get really worked up about this. And, and again, I, you know, I heard this on a 
in my life podcast, and it's so true, and it's a very similar prayer that I say every day is like, I want to be a vessel. I want to be a vessel for God to work in me and through me. And every day it's like, God, use me for your will. Like lead me where I'm supposed to go. You know, whoever you want me to talk to, the work you want me to do, let my words be your words, let my eyes be your eyes. And then just assist me in leading on purpose courageously every single day, like living on purpose, speaking on purpose, coaching on purpose. You know, even this podcast, it's like I'm constantly just tapping in. And then the action piece on that is a lot of people get frozen. It's like, oh, I want to I do God's will. I want to do the right thing. I want to make sure I'm not messing it up. Well, the actionable part of that is setting that intention, you know, praying that out loud, making that conscious decision that that's what it's going to be, and then moving in the space that brings your spirit, your soul, the most peace, right? The most life the most light. When we think about (laughs) what God is, right? What universal support and multiplication and life is, it's life force. How could you be abundant if you're doing life sucking activities? It does not make sense, right? As I move towards more life, life moved towards me, (laughs) right? As I move towards more love, because I'm acting from a place of love, focusing on pouring love into others, love comes back to me. Like that's just the laws of nature. As I move out of the place of friction and I move into the place of flow without being attached to how things are coming to me, there's naturally more flow because I'm removing the things that would cause me to contract, to resist. So Practically, like this is a very tactical, practical thing, even though it's a high level concept, this is very practical in every area of my life, literally from what my morning routine looks like, knowing that it evolves and it changes based on the seasons and where I'm at. There's some components that are always there, but I'm really tuning in, like what feels really aligned, you know, whole this morning that that brings me the most life that brings me the most vitality right that moves me into the place of lightness and then boom that's what that's what it is right that's what i do this is also the same questions around what to eat what content to create right what emails to write what to tap into when i'm working with clients i will sometimes have an agenda it's very loose but i'm always open to really tune into like where are they at where is the spirit leading us And again, this method becomes ingrained in every single thing from the smallest business decisions to parenting decisions to date night decisions. And you just get to be asking yourself, is this adding life or taking life away? Is this moving me into more flow or more contraction? So as I wrap today, I just want to say like, you know, we all want to experience more abundance, more blessings, more prosperity. And there are many, many things I could talk about here there are many things that allow us to move more into the place of flow and God's receiving God's blessings. Obviously, we've got to be open to receiving. But I really believe that the simplest thing is, you know, is moving into the place of alignment and even giving yourself permission to experience it for an extended period of time, right? Because you got to learn to trust it, right? We got to learn to trust it and do it intentionally. So what, what would it be like if you invested an entire day of just being in total alignment and tuning in, right? One day, 24 hours, and then you said, okay, the next day I'm going to try that again, or a morning, and then the afternoon you went back to your old routine. And you can start stacking this over time. 
Begin to notice the days or the weeks when you are really conscious of being in alignment, how much flow there is, right? How many solutions just come up? How much you're in a creative state? How many um, pings of inspiration come? And notice when you're in the grind and you are out of alignment, how much contraction there is and how much harder everything is, right? So again, I wanna make this very practical, very tactical, very simple. You can start small. You can play with it. You can do it in a couple hours. You can do it days. You can do it weeks. And you can also play in different arenas. Like maybe you just shift the way you operate in your relationship for a bit, right? In your marriage, you're like, I'm going to be more aligned. What is the, what is the thing that feels the most integrity, um, most life-giving right now, right? Instead of complaining or griping or telling, criticizing, maybe I can look for something that's going right, right? So again, there's a million things we can break this down into, but I want to keep it super simple. I was thinking if there was if there was something else that was just coming up to me, but I think I'm going to end it there. And, and I want to say, like, this is something I play with. Like, this is, again, something you get to have fun with. I think it was yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday, yes. Saturday, I had the VIP day. I picked Lily up at, like, 7 o'clock at night. I was exhausted. You know, I, I had gone hard for a couple days, still have been sleeping great and everything, but came home, and I was like, okay, Saturday night, I just totally was like... I am going to relax. I felt so full. I was grateful. It felt really complete. And then Sunday, I thought, you know, I'm just going to let Sunday be a day of 100% flow. I'm going to really tap in wherever I'm feeling led. I'm just going to go with it. I want to tell you that those days can be some of the most productive days without you even feeling like you worked at all. Yes, it was Sunday. I wasn't working per se but I still accomplished so much that day because I was just grabbing my coffee. I thought, I'm going to have a nice, easy morning with no attachments. I ended up booking an entire family ski trip, booking all the flights, booking all the accommodations. And I was just, I didn't even realize I did it. It was just kind of like, I had no, I had no idea that I was even going to do that starting. I knew we were going on a ski trip before it felt really heavy. I was trying to figure out all the logistics. Sunday morning, boom, it just happened. The dog and I ended up going for a hike. I ended up going to the gym. I had dinner with my daughter. There was a couple other big things I closed the loop on. And I, as I sat in bed Sunday night, I was like, man, today was such a chill day and I got so much done. It did not feel like any, any work. There was no heavy lifting. And I want to share that with you to close out because you can have a super productive day of output and be in complete flow and still have energy and be rested at the end of the day. In fact, that's, that's kind of the the point is that you're not energetically depleted when you're in flow. And even Saturday night after running hard and running that event, you know, in my old days, like when I ran events, I was doing so much of the energetic lifting and trying to think about the content that I was giving and, and Sunday or Saturday, it was just dropping in and being in flow. I felt really energized when that day was over. Now at eight o'clock at night, after going, sitting in the animal hospital and other things, I was ready to rest, but it was a completely different state of energy and everything else. And so the beautiful thing here is as you move into more alignment, it is just the natural state that things start to flow to you and through you with more ease with less of your energetic output required, which means you have an increased capacity, which also allows you to receive more, to execute more and do more without adding more chaos or more hours or, or more stress to your life. So this is a beautiful thing. So 
I invite you, invite you into the space of alignment. Practice it. I'd love to hear from you guys how that's going. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram at the Christine Jewel. You can also follow the links in the show notes below to learn more about my executive one-on-one coaching and mentorship programs. We have several live events coming up soon, so make sure if you are not on the list that you get on the list and um, become part of our community, part of the world. You guys, thank you for dropping in here, tuning in. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.